Welcome to Innovate Be The Change podcast. We believe every neighborhood deserves a Jesus-centered, disciple-making peace presence. Change is a constant we all encounter, whether culture, global realities, neighborhood context, or even within our own households. Change invites us to pause and listen for the voice of God. Innovate Be The Change podcast is a place to share insights and stories from disciples, leaders, from followers of Jesus responding to what they feel God is saying and how we might take courageous steps to respond. God um, put me in a place where I really had to surrender my time and my schedule and our home. And once that happened, like I've never had to struggle with that again. It was a very stretching time at first, but God just sort of um, broke something in me that was like, okay, now I'm, I'm all in. And that's, I think, is a very important piece with Family on Mission. Today's episode is an inspiring conversation I was privileged to have with Kim and Andrew Cabas. As you listen to their story, what is God prompting in you? How is your definition of family being stretched and changed? Let's jump into my conversation with Andrew and Kim. Well, it's so good to have uh, Andrew and Kim Cabas with us today for today's episode. And I'm wondering, Andrew and Kim, if you, uh, how do you guys introduce yourselves these days? What do you want to say? Um, yeah, so I'll let Andrew introduce himself. I'm Kim. Um, I call myself the chief home officer, the CHO, but nice. really I'm, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> um, we have four kids, ages 10, 9, 7, and 4. And so they're busy. They're at school most days these days. So I'm at home running things. And um, yeah, that's basically what I do right now. It was strategic that Kim started our intro because I would have probably stumbled over our kids' ages. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Andrew. I, I'm a father and a husband. I teach mathematics at Laurier, have a lot of fun doing it. And um, yeah, Kim and I have been married for about 13 and a half years. And so we've been at it for a while um, and it's just, uh, it's been a really fun adventure. And so for the last year, Andrew's been teaching from home. How's that been for you, Kim? Yeah, it's different. It's been different. <laughs> well, cause at times the kids have also been home, right? right. So then there's six of us in the same house, which is fairly small. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a change, but it's been a growth, growth opportunity for all of us, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, one of the things that has really impressed me uh, in getting to know you guys uh, and, and Andrew even more so than Kim and Kim just in the last while to sort of getting to know you guys is what's really impressed me is how your family has embodied family on mission in some pretty unique ways and made it just a, a normal part of your lives. I'm wondering if you could just talk a bit about what influenced your family uh, to make these, these shifts. Yeah, I can start out with that one. You know, I think the biggest influence for us was, I mean, what the Lord was doing in us and in our lives, even before we knew any of the, the specifics and the, the language of family on mission, we felt like the Lord had called us back to live in Kitchener-Waterloo, and there was a key relationship there that we just dove into. And it was, it was very much family on mission without us having any language or any, any intentional 
rhythms or pieces to to fit it to and um and so the lord was certainly had us on a family on mission journey very naturally before we knew any of the language and and then since then i mean at the time our pastor andrew uh he really invited us into learning more about the language and and some of the the structures and specifics and that just kind of spurred us on even more and it's been it's been quite a journey to to recalibrate and learn and um see see how family on mission shifts as your kids grow and and as you you change in in your your life seasons yeah i mean like even before all of that happened we grew up in um in pretty solid dutch families which meant that you had big families and for the most part and we ate a lot and so we had this influence growing up that we had people over a lot we had family over a lot we always had big birthday parties you know so that was just normal for us um and yeah we had other times in our lives like when we worked at a camp that's where we met um and yeah when we just lived with people so constantly you develop um very strong relationship and so those were the kind of things that influenced us in family on mission too, right at the beginning. Um, that was just what we knew. That's what made sense to us. And, and we liked that. So. Yeah. And, and one significant example that I've only heard little bits and pieces of, and what I'm really curious about hearing is tell me about your relationship with, with Bill and Cher and how that has shaped and then also challenged you as a family. Yeah. So I'll kind of tell some of that story. Um, so uh, we, we moved to Kitchener about 10 years ago. And um, as soon as we moved to Kitchener, I had said to Andrew, I think we're moving to Kitchener for Bill and Cher. It was just kind of like a word that I, that I, I just kind of said it. But later on, I was like, huh, I bet you that was true. That was a God thing. Um, <clears throat> but they lived about two minutes away from us. And Andrew and Bill had worked together what, a few summers before yeah. that. Um, so yeah. they knew each other fairly well. Um, and yeah, like as soon as we moved to Kitchener, they were the people that made meals for us while we were renovating our house. Or like when we first moved in, they would make us food and they'd say, come on over and have dinner at our place. Um, so that's kind of how the relationship started and developed. And then we would have them over and Bill and Cher would stay until what, like 11 o'clock at night playing video games and hanging out with their kids. And they were just, they were around a lot, probably two, three, four times a week. They were at our place. And so they, um, or we were at their place. Yeah. So we shared meals together. We did a lot of home projects, like especially at our house because we had just moved in. Um, and yeah, we just spent a lot of time together. Yeah, and I mean, there was something about that time that felt very natural. Um, and I, reflecting on it, it, it. Uh, I mean, we, Kimberly and I had met at camp, and camp was, you know, almost twenty four seven. You're there on mission with a group of people, living life together, and we got married a number of years after that. And getting into this relationship with with Bill and Cher felt. It, nothing felt all that bizarre from my perspective, really. 
Um, and we, yeah, we spent a lot of time together. We would, we would take trips to the hardware store together. Bill would call me up. He's like, I'm going to the hardware store and, and we'd be going. And, uh, or I would say, Bill, I'm digging a hole in my backyard. Can you help me out? And, and so, and, and then they'd be over and, and it turned into, it turned into dinner, right? It, it generally turned into dinner cause you were busy doing stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was certainly our first real tangible taste of family on mission uh, in, a, in just such a really beautiful, natural way. And really felt like the Lord was just, you know, was, was sort of the, the uh, orchestra conductor there, just sort of making things happen and paving the way. And, um, and then our life together, along with uh, meeting, you know, we developed a relationship with, that was around the time we developed a relationship with Andrew, our pastor at the time, his wife. And, and through all of us coming together, Bill and Cher came to the Lord fairly, fairly soon after that, I think. Wow. Within, within about a year of us hanging out with them. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it was, it was really just something that, yeah, it was really just something that God was doing in them and in us, right? Like when we moved to Kitchener, we didn't know anybody here except for Bill and Cher, and they didn't really have too many people to hang out with. So we just kind of, we were just friends. That's yeah. basically what we were. And, and so would you say that there were, uh, like, every, like you, it sounds like everything was just great. Uh, what were, what were the, the challenges in, in living life in this way? <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about that first. <laughs> I feel like it was easier for Andrew in a lot of ways, but um, I tend to be more of like the planner and the one who figures things out. And um, so it was difficult for me. It was very stretching, especially for the first few months. Um, we had just had our second baby within like a month of moving to our new house. So we had like this newborn and a toddler and, um, you know, life alone at that point is very busy and there's lots to do. And they would, and Bill and Cher would just be here, like maybe all day on a Saturday when I had laundry right. to do. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing laundry while you're here. You know, there was no other option. Um, so yeah, it was very stretching, but over the first few months, God, God um, put me in a place where I really had to surrender my time and my schedule and our home. And once that happened, like I've never had to struggle with that again. It was a very stretching time at first, but God just sort of um, broke something in me that was like, okay, now I'm, I'm all in. And that's, I think is a very important piece with family on mission. Um, being able to surrender those things to let God work. Can you tell me a bit more about that part of the journey? Like what, 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 how, how exactly did you go about that journey of surrender? Like, was there was it I'm not, a... I'm not sure I gave Kimberly much choice actually <laughs> just just sort of hearing Kimberly relay some of that I was thinking to myself like I can distinctly remember uh, a time when when Bill and Cher asked me and I can't even remember if Kimberly was there so I might have just decided for Kimberly but they specifically asked me about like hey you guys just had a new baby 
you know, like if, if, if we're over too much, just let us know. Like there was there, I can remember village share asking, asking me specifically about, about some of that, some of those boundaries. And I'm, I'm so highly relational um, that for me, like, it was like, Oh, ain't no big thing, you know, just, uh, just come on over. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so, so note, note to self when I'm overstaying my welcome, ask him. <laughs> yeah 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 because i don't remember that conversation so <laughs> but i mean like we did want them to be over right like it wasn't yeah it wasn't like we didn't yeah. want to be with them um and i always kind of felt awkward asking people to leave so i, I would never say that um at the time at the time yeah, yeah. so i mean it, it might have been partly my fault that I didn't say anything, but <laughs> at the same time, there was a lot of growth. There was a lot. I remember complaining a lot about it, but at some point it was just like, no, these, these are our people and, and I can still live my life with them around. That's not the end of the world. So, and, yeah. And it's been a very, it's been such a valuable experience because it's just, it's given us such helpful perspective on on what these types of relationships can look like and and building these relationships and the amount of the amount of time and and life on life that's really necessary to to get there with people and so so i mean we've talked about obstacles challenges a bit but what have been what have been sort of the blessings for you guys in this like you've you you've been raising four kids in the middle of uh, having people over all the time, like you said, doing laundry while while they're over, that sort of stuff. What have been sort of the unique blessings that you think you've you've gained from that? Yeah, I mean, it's um, so many, honestly, so many. And I, as as I was reflecting on all of this and our journey over the last like ten years when you're in it, when you're trying different things out, because we tried many different things and some of those things worked and some of those things sucked and some of those things didn't have the impact that I really hoped or thought they might have. It's been a real balancing act with, with expectations. But as I was reflecting in, in preparation for our conversation today, I was just struck by how many blessings there have been. The things that we've learned about, about growing relationships and, and having positive impact on people's lives. When I consider our presence in the neighborhood, we are a peaceful presence in the neighborhood. And it, it's, uh, it was sort of, sometimes I could think, uh, what, what are we actually doing in the neighborhood here? You know, like, are we making any difference? Um, you know, through different different rhythms, who engage these types of things. But but at the end of the day, we are such a peaceful presence in our neighborhood, and we bless our neighbors in all sorts of ways. And we've we've made efforts and predictable patterns at doing those things. And one of the biggest blessings has been just how the kids have picked it up. I mean, you know, Valentine's Day, Axel's making Valentines and he's handing them out to all the neighbors, you know. Uh, I mean, Anna was scraping the driveway across the street and 
you know, next door neighbor scraping driveways and Anna loves baking and she's handing that stuff out to the neighbors all over the place. And I mean, it's nothing, we're not even asking them to do these things. It's, mm -hmm. it's just part of what they know and, and who they are. And that has been for me, the biggest, like, wow, oh my goodness, look at that. That's, that makes all of those things we tried that didn't feel like they worked worth it. Like, it's just so rewarding to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, one of the biggest blessings was seeing Bill and Cher come to Christ, which I know won't happen with everybody that you, you do family on mission with, but seeing them come to Christ and seeing the change mm. that happens in their life was incredible. Yeah. Um, in like their temperament, in the way that they spent their time, um, and then they started doing family on mission, like what we would do. And they would invite their neighbors over and have meals with them. And like, that was really cool to see how God was working in their lives and their hearts. And I mean, just the blessing of, of having new friends and, you know, new believers that you can spend time with and have community with, right. Is the blessing in itself. So. Yeah. You mentioned um, just in passing, you said predictable patterns, uh, and there, there are probably people listening that, that aren't sure exactly what you mean by that. And so we're just wondering if you could expand on that a bit. Or what, what were the predictable patterns that you guys put in place? I mean, yeah, we've tried, we've tried lots of different things um, along oh, well, the way. Yeah, first, really simply, like before we even learned about Family on Mission and stuff, and we were hanging out with Bill and Cher, like some really simple predictable patterns were that we prayed before our meals. And we did like devotions after our meals and we prayed with our kids before they went to sleep and stuff like that. Those are some really basic predictable patterns. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and we tried, you know, different things throughout the years, just around meals. We, we did, we've done things around breakfast where we have people around the breakfast table in order to start the day. Um, we and that and we did that for for a while and then we and we've also done uh weekly potlucks where we just invite neighbors and and things to join us um so it's either it's either around a meal or um you know those those simple daily daily routines of prayer and and whoever's in the house, I mean, those those people just get included on them. I do remember a time too when when during a summer we we tried to go to a like a park, the same park around the same time um, every day. And I can remember we did that with Bill and Cher. And I remember we were running a little bit late, and Bill and Cher were already there. Bill was chatting with somebody, another. <laughs> another dad at the playground and I walk up and they're in like this you know in-depth conversation about Jesus <laughs> and I just was like wait what what's going on here like we're only like two minutes late how did you get here so fast <laughs> oh, that's great yeah that's great where's um where's the relationship at now with with Bill and Cher yeah I mean they're still very much a part of our lives um, but it's, you know, it's even changed with the seasons. We were talking about how in the beginning it was, it was really intense, really life on life. We saw each other all the time. And over the years, we've, 
we've started to do some of our separate things and and in retrospect it's it's like yeah that i think that's how that's supposed to go um and so yeah they're still they still live very close and we're still in in very much a part of each other's lives but it's not we don't see each other you know every week or anything like that it's it's been a little bit less but we're still in regular contact for sure and it's fun to see see them continue to grow in their faith yeah yeah they're still like family to us yeah 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 and so and so what is this what has this season been like for you and i know you've you've had some conversations about what's next you're you're been pretty intentional about listening for God and paying attention for where God is opening doors or closing doors or creating new opportunities. What's, what's this season been like in, in discerning that for you? Yeah. I mean, in terms of family on mission, COVID is much harder for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, we sent out an, a letter to our neighbors at the beginning of COVID to say like, if you need anything, let us know. Right. But it's been a lot harder um, in COVID. But um, yeah, we actually have a bit of a new adventure going on. Um, we've, we've had moving on our minds, moving to a new house on our minds for a while now because we have six people living in an 1100 square foot house, which is stretching. Um, so <laughs> at the beginning of December, Andrew and I were praying about it and we just felt like God said, what if you used your house as a ministry? And what if that looked like renting it out as affordable housing. Um, and so that's kind of the road we're on now. We're talking about uh, duplexing our house and renting it out as affordable housing. We're working with an organization who's hopefully gonna help us find some responsible renters for that. And, um, and we bought a house recently, um, which is a total God story too, which is really cool. Um, so we have new things going on, but uh, we're just trusting that God's ahead of us that Jesus is already working in the neighborhood that we're heading towards. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and a big part of our story too has been over the last couple of years has been just having a couple of young, young adults, or I guess just adults maybe live with us students. And, um, so we, we managed to cram them into our small space too, along with us. And that's been such a blessing. And so as we move to the, the new place, there is space that we could see, you know, possibly having a student or two live with us as well. And that's just been, that's just been such a blessing for us too, over the last bit. So we're excited about that. That's so cool. And you've, you've said like in the new house, it's, um, you know the potential for having some students live with you you're 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 keeping the current house you're duplexing it renting it out what do you sense is your relationship going to be like with the people that you're renting to yeah i think that's something we're we're still trying to figure out a little bit uh because we've we're still seeking out what a partnership would look like with this this specific organization that we've been in in contact with and in our minds i think the lord certainly has given us some vision for having some form of discipling relationship with whoever rents the house and what that really looks like i think depends on the type of partnership that 
that we have or or the the people but i mean when we were praying and seeking the lord on you know what's next for this house what's next for us it did feel like god was god said you know i'll provide the people and it'll be it'll be very clear so we're we're expecting some element of discipleship and what that looks like it's it's a little unclear to me do you have any more clarity i'm i'm kind of expecting it to be like family on mission like i'm expecting it to be more of a life on life like showing you around the city showing you how to parent showing you how to you know do all these life things and i'm just expecting it to be more mm. like family on mission than yeah. anything else yes i suppose i was just assuming that that was a given but yeah you're right maybe that's not a good assumption <laughs> yeah. and um i mean we've we've also partnered to uh like with my brother and his wife <clears throat> on this journey as well. I mean, they have a very good understanding of family on mission and, and discipleship as a lifestyle. And the, the partnership feels really, really quite natural and really good too. So that sounds so cool. And it, I mean, it sounds like it's been a bit of a stretching journey already, like that God has been stretching you to, to encourage you to, to expand the boundaries of your faith a bit more where where do you sense so if you if you forecast now six months a year from now where do you think that stretching journey is going to take you i don't know i like honestly when i think about that i just think about the fact that god is ordering our steps and i can't speak for kimberly but for me it feels very much like i'm just putting one foot in front of the other and I'm very confident that God is directing those footsteps. And so, I mean, at right now in the thick of it, as we think about doing work on this house and getting ready to move to a new house and exploring partnerships with, with different organizations and things like this, it's hard for me to think six months out and what that might, what that might look like. But having said that, I'm absolutely confident that God's leading the way and God is directing our footsteps. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in December, when we were praying about all of this, I felt like God really clearly said, like, just one step at a time, right. you know, because it, it is a lot, like, it's a lot to think about, um, especially when we still have our own family to take care of and, mm -hmm. you know, so, and jobs and that sort of thing. So, um, Yes, I felt like God really said one step at a time. And that's exactly how it's gone. It's just been like, okay, we did that step. What's next? And then the next thing happens and the next thing. So yeah, six months to a year. I mean, we're hoping that we'll have renters and that we'll be moved and all those kinds of things. And maybe just be getting into the groove of, of life again. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds so good. Any last words you want to you leave us with? I mean, I, I, I'm just... Uh... This, this has been a great conversation. I'm, I'm so encouraged by hearing your story and you've inspired me with some ideas around family on mission for ourselves and just ways in which Rose and I are, are dreaming about um, being more open with our home, even just in the next, uh, you know, as, as we start to emerge out of COVID, hopefully over the next couple of months. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think for <clears throat> the thing that kind of sums it up for me is, is, the journey that God has had us on and, and the grace that he has shown us and given us, the, the longer we were at this thing, the more 
clear and the deeper understanding I have of the fact that God does the work and we can't take any credit. I mean, we, it's not, it's not us. There's not any, we're not these great, awesome people that have our lives together and have everything sorted out. <clears throat> the Lord is just clearly doing the work and we're just, we are trying our, our best and putting, putting a lot of time and energy into posturing ourselves to, to allow God to do that work. And that's, that's been humbling and challenging, but the grace has been just amazing. Yeah. The only other thing that I would, um, that I would say is that, um, really look, really just love the people. Um, mm. you know, it's very easy sometimes in family on mission to, to see them as projects and, um, but yeah, I would really encourage you to just love the people, um, just meet them where they're at, spend time with them and just trust that Jesus is moving in their lives. That's all you can do. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Innovate Be The Change podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends. Do you know of someone who should be interviewed for a future episode of Innovate Be The Change podcast? Let us know by emailing info at innovatebethechange.ca. Views and opinions expressed on the Innovate Be The Change podcast are those of our guests and our host and may not represent the views of Mennonite Church Eastern Canada or that of Innovate. Today's episode was produced by me, Norm Dick, as part of the Innovate Network and our desire to see every neighborhood impacted by a Jesus-centered, disciple-making peace presence.